Welcome back to Finding New Films. This is the 20th episode, The Big 2-0. Um, and I'm here today. Joined with me uh, is my mother uh, on this Mother's Day. We are filming this May the 14th, right? Yep. Um, and we watched one of the greatest films, considerably one of the greatest films of all time. Uh, and that would be The Godfather. And that was your choice. That was my choice, yeah. What was the what was the um, motivation behind that one? I excuse me. I've never watched the movie. I mean, I've only seen like bits and pieces here or there, but I've never watched the movie. I've never seen the first, second, or third one. So um, I was really interested in, in watching this because you know I like crime shows and all that stuff, murder mystery good stuff, true crime. And all, obviously the mafia is always very interesting people. <laughs> so yeah, I liked it. I, I thought it was a great movie. I did too. I thought it was really, really, uh, really, really good. Um, yeah, this is one of those movies where you tell people you haven't seen it and they go, what? You've never seen the never seen it. Um, especially mom, because she loves Goodfellas a lot, mm -hmm. so, so, it kind of just felt like it's had to happen at some point, Yeah, but, um, what better way to do it than to do it on, on for a camera, right? Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, pretty much the beginning. We're gonna go ahead and move now into the credits, and then we're gonna move into the plot, so that we're all on the same page. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie and you just want to talk or hear people talk. Uh, so yeah. Okay. The Godfather was released in 1972. Distributed by Paramount, Paramount Pictures. Uh, it has a massive runtime of 175 minutes. In uh, the author of the book that inspired The Godfather, The Godfather... Uh, it was written by Mario Puzo. This film was also written by Mario Puzo, uh, along with Francis Ford Coppola. This movie was directed by Francis Ford Coppola, edited by William Reynolds and Peter Zenner. The music for this film was done by Nino Rota. Uh, and the camera work was done by Gordon Willis. And the stars of the film were Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, James Caan, Robert Duvall. So... <clears throat> The Godfather is as follows. In 1945, New York City, uh, Corleone, prime family Don Vito Corleone, listens to requests during his daughter Connie's wedding to Carlo Michael Vito, or Carlo uh, Michael Vito's youngest son and a former Marine, introduces his girlfriend Kay Adams to his family at the reception. Johnny Fantane, a popular uh, singer and Vito's godson, seeks Vito's help in securing a movie role. Vito sends his consigliere, Tom Hagen, to persuade studio president Jack Waltz to offer Johnny the part. Waltz refuses Hagen's request at first, but soon complies after finding the severed head of his prized racing horse in his bed. <laughs> Near Christmas, drug baron Solotso, uh asks Vito to invest his narcotics in his narcotics business and for protection from the law. Vito declines, citing that involvement in narcotics would alienate his political connections. Uh, suspicious of Salazzo's partnership with the Tatalia family, uh, 
Vito sends his enforcer, Luca Brazzi, to the Tatalias in an espionage mission, on an espionage mission. Brazzi is garroted to death uh, during the initial meeting, later enforces gun down Vito and kidnap Hagen. With Vito's firstborn, Sonny, now in command, Salazzo pressures Hagen to persuade Sonny to accept the narcotics deal. Sonny retaliates for Brazzi's death with a hit on Bruno Tatalia. Uh, uh, Vito survives the shooting and is visited in a hospital by Michael, who finds him unprotected after NYPD officers on Salazzo's payroll cleared out Vito's guards. Michael thwarts another attempt on his father's life, but is beaten by corrupt police captain Mark McCluskey. Salazzo and McCluskey request to meet with Michael and settle the dispute. Michael feigns an interest and, uh, sorry, Michael feigns interest and agrees to meet them, but hatches a plan with Sonny and Corleone, uh, Capo Clemenza, to kill them and go into hiding. Um, Michael meets Salazzo and Klutsky at a Bronx restaurant after retrieving a handgun planted in the bathroom by Clemenza, and he shoots both men dead. Uh, despite a clampdown on authorities by, uh, sorry, a clampdown <coughs> by the authorities for killing uh, the police captain, the five families erupt into open warfare. Michael takes refuge in Sicily, and Fredo, Vito's second son, is sheltered by Mo Green in Las Vegas. Sonny publicly asks and threatens Carlo for physically abusing Connie. When he abuses her again, Sonny speeds to their home, but is ambushed and murdered by gangsters at a highway toll booth. Uh, in Sicily, Michael meets and marries a local woman named Apollonia, but she is sh- killed shortly after in a car bomb intended to kill him. Devastated by Sonny's death and tired of war, Vito sends a meeting with the five families. He assures them that he will withdraw his opposition to the narcotics business and forego avenging Sonny's murder. His safety guaranteed, Michael returns home to enter the family business and marry Kay. Kay gives birth to two children in the early 1950s. With his father nearing the end of his life and Fredo not suited to lead, Michael assumes a position as head of the Corleone family. Vito uh, reveals to Michael that it was Don Barzini, who ordered the hit on Sonny and warns him that Barzini would try to kill him in a meeting organized by a traitorous Corleone Capo. Uh, with Vito's support, Michael relegates Hagen to managing operations in Las Vegas as he is not a, quote, wartime consigliere. Uh, Michael travels to Las Vegas to buy out Green's stake in the family's casinos and is dismayed to see that Fredo is more loyal to Green than his own family. In 1955, Vito dies of a heart attack while playing with his grandchild. At Vito's funeral, Tessio asks Michael to meet with him, uh, meet with Barzini, signaling his betrayal. The meeting is set for the same day as the baptism of Connie's baby. While Michael stands in the altar at the as the child's grandfather, sorry, while Michael stands at the altar as his child's godfather, Corleone Hitman, murder of the Dons of the five families plus Green and Tessio's ex- executed for his treachery. Michael extracts Carlo's confession uh, to playing a part in Sonny's murder, assuring Carlo he would only be exiled, not murdered. Afterward, Clemenza garrots, uh, garrots uh, Carlo. Connie confronts Michael about Carlo's death while Kay is in the room. Cass- Kay asks Michael if Connie is telling the truth and is relieved when he denies it. As K.A. leaves, Capos enter the office and pay reverence to Michael <coughs> as Don Corleone before they, uh, before they close the door. Mm-hmm. And that was the Godfather. That was a struggle for me. Too, too, too many Italian words. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm not too didn't <laughs> I tried. I tried my very hardest. <laughs> so Vito, Capo, Corleone, Barzini. Yeah, just too many vowels in there. But anyway... 
Um, <clears throat> my screen froze. I'm going to read the themes when it unfreezes. Okay. So I'm going to go through the themes really quickly that I picked up on, and if you have anything, mm -hmm. that we can go. Yeah. Um, so I this is all that I got. So I have change of power, change versus tradition, uh, chaos and order, character, the destruction and building up of character, um, circle of life, convention and rebellion, death, its inevitability or its tragedy, uh, the destruction of beauty, disillusionment and dreams. I'm going to stop counting on my fingers because I have like 20. <laughs> uh, facing darkness, facing reality, faith versus doubt, family, a blessing or a curse, greed is downfall, hierarchy, inner versus outer strength, names, their power and significance, uh, oppression of women, power and corruption, power of silence, power of words, power of tradition, role of religion, its virtues and its, and its hypocrisies, uh, vengeance, will to survive, and wisdom of experience. Uh, That's good. Pretty much sums it up, I think. Yeah. I, I think that does a really good job. I mean, this movie has... This whole movie is is common themes, the movie. Um, it's so it's so long that it's able to be repetitive. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's it's really long. Yeah. Um, but, it like, nothing stops through the whole movie. You know, like, immediately we're, we're invited to the wedding of his, of his daughter. Right. You know, and so that was a way for you to, like, really be able to learn the characters in just that one event that took place right out of the gate. You know, and so it immediately draws you in, you know. So um, I was captivated the entire time and I was watching it. Like, I didn't get bored. I didn't like, what's next? Like, what's going to happen now? Yeah. You know, well, what, what's Michael going to do now? Like, what does he mean when he says to his father in, in the hospital bed, I'm with you now? Does that mean he's in the hospital with him? Or did it really mean I'm with the family now? I'm in the business. I'm in the family business. Right. So, and he tried really hard for Michael not to be in the business because his father was just like, I want you to be straight like, I want you to do the right thing. Yeah. He also wanted kind of for it to be a, in their, their family's way of being able to get clean in America. Right. You know, he says that I'm not here to apologize for providing for my family. Yeah. I mean, the oldest one was a, a pansy. Right. The middle one was a hothead. Yeah. And then Michael was the only one that had, like, any good sense at all. Yeah. So, yeah. I know, um, I know one thing. There's only one thing about the Godfather trilogy that's been um, spoiled for me, and it's Fredo's arc. Mm -hmm. What happens with Fredo going forward? I, I know it happens to Fredo. Uh, but, nevertheless... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't... The, oh, I don't I didn't mean to say I don't know. But what I was going to say off of what you said, though, is the the opening scene does a really good job setting up the characters, like who they are, yeah. and then their intentions, what Don's intentions are, what the intention to the whole family is, what's important to them, all that stuff. And it does such a good job of... That's why it's able to captivate you, because you're like, oh, okay, well, I know what's going on. Yeah. Rather than a lot of movies that want to start on, like, you're confused, and that's why you should like this movie. Right. This movie has no point where you're like, 
why did that happen? Yeah. Everything feels like <clears throat> this happened and then this happened. This happened, so then this happened. Like, this thing is happening now because of the thing that happened. Not this happened and then this happened. And then and you're like, okay, well, that's great. But why does this happen? This doesn't cause this thing. Everything in this movie has causation. And I mean, it's it's so good for it. Mm-hmm. It's all written really well. Yeah, so. very well. I mean, each scene just leads right into the next yeah. moment. Yeah, you know, I mean, <clears throat> the movie has so much fluid to it. You know, like my one of my favorite parts was you know when they were sitting at the table when um, what's that, Sunny? Sonny was like looking at Carlo and he was like, we don't talk business at the table. And he was just talking business at the table, you know? That was really funny. Yeah. As an army was, you know, dad wouldn't, or his sister calls her and it's like, dad never talked business at the table. Yeah. And then his, her, her husband calls her to shut, shut up. up. <laughs> you, know, you don't, you don't tell her to shut up. You don't tell her to shut up. And then it, it was like, he was, Carlo was like, Hey, Sonny, I got to throw this thing up against you and let him throw this idea out for you. He goes, we don't talk business at the table. <laughs> I need I need more pull in the family. We don't talk business at the table. And even hear the mom from the other side telling... Don't pry. Don't pry. <laughs> telling Sonny not to get involved in, the, yeah. in their marital relationship. Right. So that's really funny. Yeah. That whole scene was perfectly written. Yeah, it was. It's that um, the one line at the beginning of the wedding where it was like, Jesus Christ! That this was somebody else's wedding, and they have they were like giving them thirty grand. Yeah. Um, like I would, I would have been rich if if this was someone else's wedding. Right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the respect that um, the Vito Corleone demands is really cool. Um, not cool, in like a you know, from like a real life perspective, but like the the respect that he's able to gain and and demand from everyone, and they're like kissing his hand. Yeah, it's like, extremely powerful. Yeah, yeah. He's just like a a god figure that these people, yeah. even though they hang out with him all the time. Right. They realized this, and I loved how like Tom was just in the room all the time. Like Tom was just there, you know. Robert Duvall's character, which I thought he was perfect for that role. He was, I mean, you know, just like a random white kid that was just thrown in with all these Italians. Yeah. That Italians aren't white, but they would hate if she said that. <laughs> I think of a lot of Italians would be like, I'm not, I'm not white, I'm Italian. Um, and all the Johnny, all the stuff with Johnny Florentine was really cool, I thought. Um, just like them getting into the movie business and giving that producer a reason to, you know, want to pick up the Johnny Fontaine as the star of the movie. And then to find out, actually, that Johnny Fontaine, he's thought to be perfect for the role, but he screwed over the, the, the film director. So it's not even, like, a justified reason that he's not getting it. But he has to still go through dirty business practices just to get it because of, like this relationship that he soured over and this other guy's mind. Um, thought that was, that was really interesting to me. That was interesting. And, um, I guess with the writer, um, what he was trying to do with that 
particular role was the the Johnny guy was supposed to be like a Sinatra character. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, I know Sinatra was in with the mob. I mean, we are, everybody knows that. Um, but, you know, it sheds a different light, you know, on just how powerful the Godfather was. Like, he was like, I'm just going to take care of this business and it's going to be fine. Yeah. It's just like another day at the job. Right. So, <laughs> at the office, yeah, gotta go threaten someone's life. Yeah, Quick. yeah, <laughs> take a couple of people out yeah. so we can get what we want. That's how we do business. Point <laughs> and gun. Yeah, <laughs> but going back to the severed head of the horse, like I was not expecting that. Yeah, that one was. I was like, how did he not know that he got stabbed? And then he, I was wondering why that horse thing. Like, why they made it a point to have them show the horse. Yeah. And I was like, why is that getting shit? Like, that's not important at all. Yes, it is. But yeah. it's they're not, you know, it's a movie. If they're showing it to you, it's important. Right. And if it's not, then that's just a bad movie. Yeah. So, um. But that was freaky. I mean, I was like. That was really weird. Yeah. I, I was like, what in the world? This movie, um. I mean, like, the, the hyper-realism era of movies didn't really come until, like, late 60s, early 70s. So this is, like, I think one of the reasons this movie has such a, a big following the way that it does is it's just, like, one of the first really big, well-made movies that was fully realistic and, like, really played into realism. Because, like, we watched Psycho for the podcast, me and Trevor did. And, I mean, that movie is so, like, it's like watching a play. There's no realism in it. There's nothing realistic <laughs> about it. I mean, even the way they talk, it's just like, what do you, what? <laughs> it just sounds weird. Right. It all is just so weird. This feels super real, and it's one of the first movies to capture this realness and violence and level of storytelling. And I think that's why it's been able to, you know, to rock on for 51, 50 years yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's probably one of the greatest movies of all time, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed watching that. Um, and, you know, your dad watched it with me. And he's like, he said, I've watched it so many times, but it's been a really long time since I've watched it. And I'd like to watch it with you. And he was like, you know, it's just one of those movies that he knows so well. That he starts looking for other little things in the movie, yeah, and that kind of jump out at it, you know. He's like, I never, I never realized that particular scene or whatever that situation was. So, I mean, it's definitely worth another watch, probably for sure. Um, yeah, he noted that he didn't realize the line about Donnie after they did that. Yeah, after they took Donnie out, and it's like, yeah, he won't be coming around yeah. anymore. Yeah, he's a where's Polly? Yeah, Polly. yeah, where's Polly? Well, you won't be seeing him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we got another um, another glimpse of the Hollywoodland sign. We just saw that in the last uh, last week's episode with Chaplin. Um, in Chaplin, they used it as like a way to show how much time had passed. So when he first gets to Hollywood, it's a Hollywoodland sign, and then once he's like been in Hollywood for a long time, it becomes the Hollywood sign. So and I thought that was cool, but. Yeah. Another, another just little tiny piece just to add some history to it. 
just putting that land on the end of a Hollywood yeah. sign. Yeah. Um, I genuinely didn't know they went anywhere other than New York in this movie. <laughs> I didn't expect to leave New York in this movie. We go to Vegas twice. Yeah. And L.A. for like, like a five minute scene, but I honestly didn't expect to leave the, st- the city of. Yeah, Paris. I mean they had so much going on in New York, <laughs> in Jersey. Yeah, uh, like they didn't need to go anywhere else, but they were trying to roll Vegas. They were trying to get out to Vegas yeah. and out into California. So I wasn't expecting that either. Yeah, but they did a really good job of building up uh, Luca Brazzi. Uh, like the Corleone's tough because I really thought he was going to be like this this guy that nobody could get through and like nobody could mess with mm-hmm. and then they just kind of used them as a way to put over the uh, what did, who was that in the what was that first family and he was talking to the drug talking to the oh shoot um, it, yeah maybe the Barz I think it was the Barz Bar- Barzini family yeah yeah yeah, yeah. doesn't matter one of the whatever family that he denied the the drug deal with, um, they ended up killing their tough, the Corleone's tough, and I thought he was going to be a much more problem, much bigger problem for the rest of the families, but I guess not. Um, <laughs> yeah, they got a they got a. I mean, yeah, he looked the part. They definitely got me with that. Yeah, he looked he looked like the he was going to do something. Right. Um. The the presence of family in this movie is really, really, really pronounced. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> There's a funny joke in this one episode of Family Guy where they all get trapped in this um this little chamber after they get robbed. They have like this chamber in their attic that they go up to, and they have a bunch of cameras set up in the house. It's like a control room. Um, and the whole point of the episode is that, like, Peter somehow or another, like, starts flooding the room on accident, and since they're all gonna die, because they're trapped in there, he just starts telling all of his family stories, and they get done telling all the family stories, and, like, right as they're dying, he is just like, I have something I have to want to get off my chest, and he goes, I did not care for the Godfather. (laughs) And they're and like every the rest of the family is just like what, what, what do you mean? What, and, what are you saying? And Peter goes, it, it, it's insistent. It insists upon itself. And I always think about that because the scene is really funny. Um, and and it does. This movie does insist upon itself. It really does. It it powers home every common theme and every thought that this movie is trying to offer you and every like everything it has to say. It's very insistent in making that clear. Yeah. Um because it has three hours to do so. But I think the insistence and repetition just add on to how good the movie is because you come to like expect something to happen. Right. Yeah. You expect something good. Um, and every character has intentions that feel correct based on, like, how they act and how they've acted throughout the whole movie. You know, you saw how, uh, what is it, Santino, Sonny, you see how he um, 
how he acts in the beginning of the movie, just getting angry at random stuff yeah. that he's not he's even, out he's not even like, responsible for. So, of course, when he comes to Don, he's just like, yeah, murder him, murder him, murder him. Um, whereas when Michael becomes the Don, he's much more calculated like his dad. He's watched his dad. He understands how his dad moves. He's more subtle like his dad. Um, honestly, I would have liked to see maybe Fredo be the Don for like a little bit and then him like give it up or something. I feel like that would be like consistent with his character. Um, yeah, yeah because so... he couldn't have been, he couldn't have been the Godfather or he couldn't have been in control because he was just loopy yeah. and just whacked down all the time, you know, and has no loyalty to the family. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He was very impressionable. Right. So. <clears throat> I don't know that it would have ever worked out. And I think seeing that would have been really cool of him being like, I, 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 just being smothered by the the massive weight of like responsibility. Yeah. He wouldn't have been able to handle it. No. I mean, Michael's much more geared for that. And I knew, I mean, I, I think his father knew that. He was like, we can't put Sonny in control because he's just going to kill everybody. And he's going to make tons of enemies, and he's always going to be hunted. And he, and he was. And he was. He was hunted. Exactly <laughs> he was absolutely hunted. And Fredo was just, I mean, he's just like, he's a loose cane, and he just has no loyalty to the family. He would have been a risk, yeah. you know, to the family business. And Michael was the only one, like you said, was very methodical, watched his dad's moves, knew how his dad operated, and wanted the same respect. And at the end of the movie, yeah. they were kissing his hand. Remember that? And uh, closing the door on his wife and stuff or making sure she didn't hear on the, in on the business. Right. Stuff like that. Right. And, um, we, we can talk about the end scene at the very end because I feel like it needs its own time. Yeah. But um, I really like the, in the scene when when Sonny actually dies, when they're, or no, not when Sonny dies. I don't think that's that scene. That is the, that is the scene where um, Michael is coming back to kill them in the, in the Italian restaurant. Mm -hmm. and they're taking a beeline to Jersey. He's like, we're going to Jersey? And then they say, nope. And they just get on an open freeway and make a hard U-turn because they know if anybody else turns behind us, they're going to die. And like, you see setting us up. So they were, it was like a, that was a really, really. Uh, that was kind of intense. That, that was, was like. Super driver yeah. touch. <clears throat> um. And because yeah. I didn't know, I was like, well, if they go to Jersey, they're not going to have the gun planted. Yeah. So it's going to mess up the whole meeting. And that's what he was freaking out about. Yeah. Or what he didn't realize, he wasn't even thinking about what they were doing. Yeah. And then when they did it, he goes, oh, these idiots. They're still taking me to the place that I need to go. Yeah. There's still a gun. Yeah, that was going to be... That's where I thought it was going. I thought it was going to be like, oh, yeah, no, you don't have a gun. You got to figure this out. And I thought it was going to be like, he kind of has to, he just has to do it with his hands or something. thought it was about to be even more intense than it was. Yeah. Honestly, by the people taking him where they're going, I mean, that's extremely smart. Um, in that one scene where Robert Duvall's character has to act like a, like a badass or like he's the, a tough outside of the Corleone's, the hospital. And he can't do it. And he's just like, oh, my God. He's shaking like a yeah, like a shitting dog. It's so fun. But uh, we have to set up a break. I think I have like 15 seconds. So uh, we'll be right back. Stick with us. 
we're going to continue talking about the Godfather. Thank you. Welcome back from the break. It is my mother and I, and we're back. Um, and we're still talking about the Godfather, obviously, because why would we start talking about a different movie? Uh, anyway, uh, this movie kind of sounds like a. <laughs> this movie feels like you're kind of watching a documentary, like a little bit, yeah. Obviously, not like the filmmaking style. It's it's a steady camera, so you're not really, you know, you don't feel like you're in a documentary really. But like, it's, but you're definitely getting the story. The, yeah, the way your the story is being told to you. I mean, like, yeah, you feel like it's just like it almost feels like there should be a narrator for this movie. I feel like, um, I think that would elevate it because it's kind of like on Apocalypse Now, which is also for Coppola. I think. The uh, the narration of that movie elevates it like just one tick higher, for me. Um, I I would say that I like Apocalypse Now more than The Godfather, and that just might be just my sensibilities and stuff like that. Cause the movie is artsier, it's more abstract and like you know, out there. This is a very very straightforward and succinct story. It knows exactly what it wants to say. Mm -hmm about life that <clears throat> circle of life in general relationships you have with your family relationships you have with other people how your relationship with your family reflects on you with other people reflects on you in society in general um all that stuff fun, a bunch of fun stuff and um Whereas in Apocalypse Now is more looking at like the visceral nature of human, like human, like humanity itself. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I just enjoy the subject matter more. Who knows? But um, all that to say, it's still a great movie. But yeah, I, I I just feel like it has so much going for it too. And I think you're more in tune with movies that are more direct to the point. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Could you speak to that? I mean... Yeah, like I said. This being, like, your preferred, like, way of having a movie be, like, you know... Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I mean, it right out of the gate, it grabs you. And you start learning the family right away. This guy does this. He was in the Marines. This is my youngest son. And the whole time the Godfather is at the wedding, he's conducting business. Yeah. You know, he's still dealing the family business. What can I do for you on this day of my daughter's wedding? Yeah, yeah, there it is. It, it's so smart. It makes the person that's asking you a favor ask like you're, it makes them feel like they're even further asking for a favor. It has nothing to do with your Like you're wedding. so out of line right now, like asking me my daughter's wedding. Like, well, what, what can I do for you? I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> it, like, maybe that's a culture thing from us. Maybe that's, like, an Italian thing. Like, you just don't talk to someone on the day of their daughter's wedding. No. But yeah. I, I mean. That's just I, unnecessary. I, <laughs> no, but, like, I really enjoy the, like, making the person that's asking you for a favor seem like you're already inconvenienced. Yeah. Because... That there's no bigger power move than right. that being like, what is so important that you had to come to me on this day? Yeah, I was. That you was couldn't wait till tomorrow or yeah. the day after. You got to come on my daughter's wedding day. No, no, no. Since it's so important, let's hear it. 
Uh-huh. Like, go ahead, sit down and look me in the eyes. Yeah. His his tough is sitting outside mumbling to himself what he's going to say to Yeah. The whole time. And like practicing kissing him on the hand. Like he doesn't want to step out of line with this man. Yeah. He's the tough. Yeah. He's the guy that keeps Yeah, I mean it, you know, Kay looked at Michael and was like, the guy's talking to himself and he was like, yeah. He's preparing to talk to my father. It's kind of one of those things you have to do. <laughs> I did want to mention that I, about her being like, "What well, is your dad?" And then she finds out what where he's who he's from, and she's like, "Oh, what have I got myself into?" <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you know, we've already talked about it. He said he presents as a just a college kid, some random college kid comes from money, you know, Italian. She doesn't think for a second. No, one second. That he he's in the mob. He does. I mean, he doesn't, you know. But still, funny. It was funny. Um, that one, all the scenes in Sicily were really well shot. Um, I thought so. And I did. I'm glad they didn't go too crazy with all of the scenes in Sicily because that would have that would have been really boring. I'm glad they kept those really short and mostly to like, um, like collage, not collages, but montages. Um, even like his, him meeting his wife that he marries in, in Italy. Yeah. Like the Apollina. Uh, uh, yeah. Apollina. She is really only on screen for a little bit and you don't truly see how they like meet because they can't really talk to each other that well. Yeah. Michael knows Italian, but like doesn't like to speak it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, that scene where she died was really sad. <laughs> it was, yeah, I, I guess I kind of wasn't expecting that. Yeah. But then when I saw the guy going out of the gate and he had that look of stir crazy on his face, I was like, something's about to happen. And then... He he yells and she turns the key and boom. Even when he thinks he's safe, he's grave danger. I think that that more than anything is is what put him back into the mindset of when I get back, I'm taking the family over. Because it's like he finally, because you know he liked Kay, right? You know whatever. But he loved that Italian girl. He saw through a language barrier and, and just had like an innate like desire to be with that woman and just chose to be with her um asked her father for his respects and everything don't think he did that okay that um <laughs> i mean it's 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 kind of uh what is the what's the word it's kind of put out there that he doesn't with k k is just kind of like a person uh that he meets at college but um yeah that she's she her fate was so gross and sad and it kind of goes to the uh just using women like the the mob in general just using women for more more and less than just creating more members of the family and just being set pieces clean cook watch the children Mm -hmm. that's all but um that was the culture in this time so I think, you know, it's accurate, but it's still not good. Um, 
I was wondering how they were how they coordinated Sonny's murder. Never thought that it was the, the brother in law. Yeah, I was surprised at that. Making out that kind of pool. <clears throat> I was actually really surprised about that. I guess it referred him to the scene where he shuts him up at the dinner table for asking for more authority in the family. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll take care of you. you. I'll show you. Well, that thing, and Sonny beat him up because he's like, you ever touch my sister, you know, kill you. You know, and... Sonny's so unrational for, for asking him to not beat his wife. Yeah. What an irrational thing. To right. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, they they that was ruthless though. I'm just like twenty Tommy guns. Yeah. To kill one guy. They massacred my boy. Yeah. Look at how they massacred my boy. Great line. Yeah. Absolutely great line. Um this is probably like a uh <clears throat> this is probably a worn out sentiment at this point 50 years later but Marlon Brando and Al Pacino are extremely good in this movie and Robert Duvall um 100% agree I don't think that anybody else could have played those roles better yeah Al Pacino is just incredible yeah. in this movie the way Pacino is able to then like kind of start evoking Marlon Brando's performance from the beginning of the movie as he gets later into the movie, like carrying his mannerisms, how he was acting at the beginning of the movie was really cool. Because, um, I mean, they, you know, they're not shooting on a digital camera how they shoot nowadays, where if you go and shoot something, they now have stuff where you can go and look at the monitor and they already have special effects and you can already see what it's going to look like, right? Like, roughly. In the movie, it's not gonna look great and polished, but it's like you can now see when you're filming is like, oh, there's gonna be the CG character next to you. You just need to like, you know, <laughs> imagine that it's next to you. But now that they can go and look at the, the monitor afterwards and see the CG character walking next to them, and they can see what it's gonna look like. So if they have to retake the scene, they can know where to look and stuff. If he's like <laughs> going to evoke and like you know, pull from Marlon Brando's performance. That means he was on set watching him, like just observing him. And I mean, they have a lot of scenes together, so I imagine it's there we know. to to just um, pick up on, on the mannerisms, on mannerisms yeah. like that. Yeah. But to be able to then perform it so well, it was really good. Yeah, he didn't, he just... It really made you feel like this was his actual son. It really did. It really did feel like it was a legit family. Like, you know, look Corleone's. You know, that they're real. They're real people. <laughs> it really felt that way. And then, uh, I mean, even Sonny's character, too. Um, Sonny's character is really well done. Um, I don't know who plays Sonny off the top of my head. I'll look that up. But his character was really... Uh, it's um, James Dodd. Is James Conn? Conn, yeah. James Conn plays Sonny. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. He did a really good job, too. I mean, they're all world-class actors, so you kind of have to expect it. But yeah. they, uh, they they all were really good. 
Yeah, I mean, even <clears throat> the the little bit of the what you did see of the women in the family, they were all good. Yeah. Like you didn't see a lot of the mom. Yeah. You didn't see a lot of Kay, and you didn't see a lot of the daughter. I thought it was a really conscious choice to not show the head mom like too much because I think after all these years, she's just jaded by it. I mean, I, you have to just imagine that she's just, I don't even care anymore. Kind of like um, how, what is the, who's the lead role um, opposite De Niro and Casino? Uh, his, who plays his wife in Casino? But it, it, you know, nevertheless, her character, I mean, that's like the opposite of what, mm -hmm. uh, of what she becomes. She kind of just accepts that, like, this is her life. She can't leave, you know what I mean? <laughs> she can't leave. But, um, but in the casino, like, her, that character starts to, it's it Helen Hunt? Oh, yeah, it is Helen Hunt. Yeah. So, um... So yeah, she she starts to you know just become opulent and like start just spending a bunch of money, in spite of him, because I mean, he could make her, you know, sleep with the fishes, but it would make him look really, uh, make him look really suspicious if she just showed up somewhere. Um, so he knows that he can't do anything. She knows that he can't do anything. So she just starts spending all his money. And start spiting him and stuff. That's what I would do. Yeah, and spend all the money. Just gotta spite him. If he's gonna make you live with the, um, <laughs> he's gonna make you live with the, uh, you know, the moral, all that morality, all that corrupt morality that you have to live with being associated with that person forever, you might as well. Um, I gotta get some kind of enjoyment out of this. Like, you're not murdering people left and right. Just let me, just give me the money. <laughs> I guess that's the difference between the 1950s and the yeah, 90s. Yeah. That's so, that's, well, I guess, I don't know if Casino is set in the 90s, though. So. Yeah, I believe it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, nevertheless, never mind. Yeah. I need to watch Casino again. I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, <clears throat> that can be your best. I've already seen it, though. Oh, that's right. We're found in new films. Find new ones. <laughs> I really like the line uh, where she's like, she's talking to Michael. The the wife is talking to Michael, and she's like, "You have people killed, Michael." He's like, "Well, what do you want me to do?" And she's like, "Senators and presidents don't have people killed, Michael." And he goes, "Okay, now look who's being nice." I like that. A yeah. <laughs> I thought that was sort of yeah, good money. that looks pretty clever. Because <coughs> I'm pretty sure um, he was talking about how he was running business. She was like, you're being naive. Like, you're killing people. You're going to be a murderer. And then she says, oh, you can do something honest. Be a senator or a governor. Now he's being naive. <laughs> they don't have people killed like on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I even said, I said that out loud and then he said it, uh, immediately after me and I was like, thank God. I was like, there's no other way to respond to that. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> no. I was like, I have them on payroll. I know exactly what they do. Um, 
That was really fun. Yeah. Um, I really like the baptism scene, being offset with all those vengeance murder. Yeah. Wasn't that something? <laughs> I thought... He's just standing there, you know, do you accept, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe in the Holy, the Holy Ghost? And the whole time that the preacher is preaching to him and he's accepting Christ, he believes in Christ and he knows that Jesus is love and, and all of this and while that whole scene is going on in the background, you're getting scenes from everybody being whacked. The you know, basically. The <laughs> juxtaposition of it is beautiful. Yeah. It's a it's such a beautiful irony of of him accepting God into his life, accepting God into his son's life and, you know, baptizing the son. And then I love the penultimate line of that scene of being like uh, do you reject Satan? And he goes, yes, I do. Yeah. Bam. And then <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. That was, that was really, really good. I, that, that in itself added like points to the end of my score. Yeah. Rating. Yeah. That was, that was, you can't get better than that. That's why film was made for stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that was a great scene. Yeah. Sal knowing uh what's gonna happen to him like as soon as he's like yeah we're gonna take two cars and he's like why are we taking two cars I think convenience is the hell out of me and he goes oh uh Michael can't go and he's like yeah I can't go either and he immediately is just like oh no <laughs> I'm dead and uh and he tries to get out of it starts getting like frantic you know not super frantic because he kind of just accepts that it's I his time. The, I love the first thing that comes out of his mouth and he goes, just tell Mike it was all business. It was never anything personal. I always liked him. It's like, Shh, you read album kill. <laughs> you were, were going to have him kill. It was just business. Yeah, it's just business. It was not You're personal. Not I'm going to end your life, but it's not personal. <laughs> I've always, that's always made me laugh. And then, you know, Vito being like, you know, I'm willing to forgive my uh, my son's death and not get vengeance for it. And I was like, huh? <laughs> you did what? <laughs> You're okay with doing that? I don't, it does not seem like you are. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then Carlo, when they approach Carlo about, uh, you know, Knowing that he did everything, and I just admitted it. We're gonna get, we got you a one way ticket to Vegas, and we want you to stay there. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna make my sister a widow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, that didn't go like I thought it was gonna go. And yeah. then he gets in the car, yeah. and the guy sitting behind him, he's yeah, like, Carlo, yeah, he's how how you doing, Carlo? Good, and you? And then, whoop, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's getting strangled. I guess he's not going to Vegas. What a waste of money. <laughs> Those garrets are so, like, brutal. Two people get garretted in this movie, and it's so brutal. It is. Watching somebody get, like... That first one was, like, really intense. Like, I mean, he, oh, yeah. he played... Was, his eyes were gouging and, like, red, and <laughs> was wow. like... Is, are they really strangling him? <laughs> they probably asked him to. So he could have, yeah, so have like a realistic performance. I guess. I, I mean, the actors do stuff like that. They're like, don't don't hold back. They're punching. Yeah, like, lay me out. Yeah. 
I want to fill it. Put some stink on it. Like, what? No, don't hit me. <laughs> Couldn't do that. Um, I could never do it for the sake of art. <laughs> but uh, I'd have to pass on that. <laughs> and I, yeah. I think this last, so this is where we're going to be talking about the last scene now. So Connie, I even think Connie has the fear of God in her. After her sister, after his sister, Michael's sister comes in, and um, and confronts him about killing Carlo and stuff. She, his wife comes up to him and is like, "Is it true?" And he's like, "Don't ask me about business." He gets mad at her. He goes, "You know what? This one time we'll let you ask me about business." She goes, "Is it true?" And he goes, "No." And she goes, okay, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and she was just totally submissive to it. She's like, give me a hug. You're such a great guy. It's, it, I'm, I loved it because it was like, you can obviously tell she knows that yeah. he's lying. Yeah. And then uh, she's just like, he said no. Yeah. I, that is what I want to hear. I'm glad that is what you said. Yeah. And uh, she just Thanks for her. Making me feel so good right now. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and I felt genuine. Um, yeah. I've, um, I didn't really have a lot of notes for this movie. It's really long, but there's not a lot to write down. Um, a lot of the scenes set up the other scenes. So, uh, when something actually happens, there's like a build to it rather than being like, Something happened, something happened, something happened, something happened. In every scene, it feels like one scene can just lead to another scene where something happens. So I didn't have a lot to write down. So that's basically the end of my notes. Um, I have a lot of, like, long ones that I wrote down. Uh, did you have any any notes that you wanted to make or anything you wanted to... Well, it was just like, you know, toward, you know, like I was saying at the end of the movie, you know... Um, after, you know, she confronts Al Pacino, did you have your brother-in-law murdered? No, I didn't. Are you good? <laughs> and so they had that little lovey moment, and she walks out in the hall, and then his associates walk in. That's what I call them. His associates walk in, and just like his father... They're kissing his hand, and then the door shut, and she's standing in the hall like, I was just going to have a drink with him. And it's like, nope, this is your life now. Yeah. Get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, run away. Yeah. Try that. Yeah. But she's just standing there in the hall like, is this my life now? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Pretty much. This is your life. You walked right on into that one, girlfriend. <laughs> I would try to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't leave now, sister. Yeah. <laughs> You're stuck. I don't know that I would try that. No. I would just enjoy the money while it's coming in. Yeah. And, uh, just spend the money, girl. <laughs> keep keep all of the uh, illegal stuffs to them. Yeah. Them do all that illegal stuff, and you can just clear your conscience right. when the cops show I have no idea. I'm not sure what's going on while you're here. Kills people. A what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. 
That's what I would do. Yeah. But I hear um, dad was telling me, ooh, this fur coat. Yeah, it was so nice. It's so soft. I love this jewelry I have. <laughs> but anyway, dad told me in the second, The Godfather 2, that the women really step up. Okay, cool. So um, I'm really interested in watching that now. And, you know, after watching almost a three-hour-long movie, I was like, I couldn't you believe it was another one. No, but okay. I couldn't believe it was over. Yeah. Like it didn't seem like it was three hours to me, yeah. because like it, you were so captive, captivated by each scene. It's a great Sunday afternoon. It really was, yeah, perfect. So yeah, Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. No better day to watch The Godfather than on Mother's Day. <laughs> I'm gonna pull the. Thing because the sun is shining right in your face. I don't know if you feel that. Yeah. It's such a weird. That's it happens just at this time of day. Okay. So um. Yeah, yeah. I I would like to see that. One of my notes that I was gonna just say is I could have done. I would have liked to see more to portray the the lives of the women in the movie. Yeah. 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 That was my one like big knock on the movie of being like. They're people, guys. Yeah, they're like, let's not... I mean, I realize you're in the 40s, but let's not be so suppressive here. <laughs> like, yeah. And the women don't be so sub submissive <laughs> to your men. It's it's fine that, uh, you know, they're not they're not in the family, you know? They're not doing crimes, and that's what most of the movie is. They're just a you're fiction. You're just crimes. Yeah. But, like, if you want to ground these people, what better way to do it than the people that they are, like, lying to all the time and, like, show that there is some type of, like, moral consequence for what they're doing? Because at the end of the day, th these women are just, they just want an honest man that provides for their family. That's it. That's and all, guys. That's all we want. <laughs> and so... Don't kill people. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Give them the moral balance of being like, hey, I get that, like, this is how you make money and this is what you're doing right now. But I really love you and I'd love if you would stop, you know, being a psychopath. Right. <laughs> as he has your job. Stop ruling with an iron fist. So that was really, really fun. I think I think that would have done even more to ground the movie, even though it's already a super grounded and um the writing is really respectful and it's really it's written in a way um uh the the writer in this movie really truly understands like the merits of respect mm -hmm. and like what it means to yeah i mean it just even goes back to when he was in sicily michael was in sicily when he was hiding out after he whacked those two guys um and he met apolina mm -hmm. um how he respectfully asked her father for a meeting. Yeah. And then when they did meet, he's sitting at one end of the table and she's sitting at the other end of the table. Yeah. So he was courting the family before he courted her. And then like when they're walking down the street, you got all the aunts and uncle or the, all the aunts and mothers and stuff like walking behind them and then security guards with their dummy guns walking behind the moms um, while they're walking, like, strolling down the street, trying to court each other. It was um, just the respect, you said, that the family had for individuals in general. But don't cross me, because I whack you. 
you know, but I have respect for you. I'm yeah. going to treat you with respect if you treat me with respect. And yeah, and that's like the merits of respect being like, well, you know, if if you're trying to disrespect me, I will show you why you should respect me. And, and it's very much a uh, puff your chest out man fight in that in that particular way. Right. Um, it looks like we're going to go into another break. Uh, we're going to finish up our thoughts when we get back. And then we're going to put it on the list. This one's going to be pretty high. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there since it's probably going to be really high up there. Um, so stick with that and we'll be right back. I'm going to have the list pulled up so you don't have to see me fumble that this time. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> All right. And we're back for the third part and the final part of the podcast and we're just going to finish up a few more thoughts maybe two or three and then uh, we're going to put it on the list i said i was going to have a list pulled up and i'm a liar i um <laughs> oh but hold on am i though it's already pulled up i just gotta go to it anyway well that loads perhaps uh to the heart. Uh, yes, there it is. Uh, so I just have, yeah, like two. I, I'm just going to read exactly what I wrote. I said, truly just an interesting movie from the second that it starts. Not many movies can grab you and have you sit and just watch and truly have nothing to say about the movie because it's telling you everything that it wants to say. A lot of movies you have to like kind of dig deeper into what they mean and there's a few times where you can infer deeper into what the meaning of what they say is um you know intended meaning versus literal meaning and that that nonsense but that's just good writing um i feel as though there's nothing to say because the movie said everything that it needed to and it felt uh and everything that it wanted to if anyone's ever seen uh oh sorry that was the family guy thing that I had talked about earlier, where it insists upon itself. That That is what I was going to read again. That doesn't need to be rehashed. <laughs> uh, this movie is very slow, but its greatest weakness... Or, sorry, this movie is very slow, but I believe that it is its greatest strength. And the movie's ability to grow on you over time is quite incredible. Because I feel like, truly, the movie... You know, it's not until you get over with the movie where you sit back and you're like, wow. It was really good. And I literally said to your dad when it was over, I was like, it's over? That's it? Like, I wanted it to go longer. Like, what else happened? Yeah. It's almost like you binge-watched a TV show. Yeah. Because it, it, it's so long, it feels like. Um, in so many, like, mini-series, like, four-episode, five-episode things nowadays that, like, three hours really is not anything when you think about it it's just it's all in one sitting and it says three hours rather than saying 45 minutes first episode 45 minutes second episode 45 minute third episode stuff like that so i think it um i think it's only daunting to people like the length is only daunting to people because of stuff like that i don't actually think it's it doesn't feel that long. it does it i i i, I, I like looked at the 
the runtime one time when I was going through it, just to be like, well, how much is going? And like, how much do I have left? And it was like 45 minutes left in the movie. And I was like, if it took me two hours, 15 to be like, it's kind of long. <laughs> I think, I don't think it's, I don't think it's actually that long, even though the movie is very slow and gradual. Like it, it is a very gradual. Yeah. Really, really slow. Yeah. And it's very gradual, but it's, it's greatest strength and it's, yeah, it's really the ability to stay so casual. I have, I didn't read this line, I think, but I, the, the movie feels as organized as the crime that it portrays. And I feel like, I feel like that's kind of like a, a motif with how they made the movie of being like, it's super organized because the family right. is. Uh, that's how the family would make a movie. It's like it's Absolutely. After the end of it. We're going to be organized. Yeah, the family made this movie. The family made it. But um, that's, all, that's all my thoughts. Do you have any more... I mean, I just really enjoyed the movie. I can't wait to watch the second and the third. <laughs> yeah. So the second one came out two years later. The third one came out in 1990. Oh, that would be interesting to watch the one from 1990. I Three splits people, apparently. I've not... Um, not that people hate it or anything. They just... There are some people out there that do not know that it should have been made. They kind of... They're like, eh, <laughs> I don't know about this one. But that's other people, so maybe, you know, everybody can have their own interpretation. That's why movies are subjective. Yeah. But Well, we agree that this was a great film. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely one of the greatest films I've ever watched. Um, it, from, from a crime family standpoint, for a crime movie. Yeah. And... I mean, there was definitely violence, but there wasn't like what I thought was going to be in the movie. Um, I don't know how two looks. I don't know how three looks, but there was violence, but it wasn't like gory, you know, overly violent. The most violent thing was really the horse. The horse head was the most violent thing. That's a pretty common theme. If I mean, I don't think you'll ever watch Apocalypse Now. You don't really... You don't really like war movies that much. Not, 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 I'm not big into some, but not. That movie is like kind of like the thematic um, inspiration for a lot of those Vietnam scenes in Forrest Gump. Um, I say that to say there is a scene in uh, in Apocalypse Now where they're doing like a tribal uh, ritual. In this, uh, in this indigenous, indigenous Vietnamese, um, jungle tribe. And in real life, they like murder a yak in the movie. It's like in the movie, there's just like a yak standing there and they like hack its head off. And it's like, it's a real life. But since it was in tribal like activity, they they were able to like get through the Hollywood guidelines of like it being filmed and it being like a real yak wow. and everything. Everything else is done like you know how they say like no animals were harmed. That animal was full. full he was, was killed. He was killed <laughs> right before our eyes. We have an old film. The blast. <laughs> Poor yak. Animals were harmed. Yes, animals were harmed. Um, we we can. That's the affirmative there. <laughs> I know in America they definitely did not kill a horse for this movie. That was definitely a prosthetic horse head. 
but but believable but <laughs> be- believe me believing me francis ford coppola wanted it to be a, a, a live horse head like an actual real life horse head yeah i actually just want to go look that up to like because i'm sure he would do that if he were able to jeez that was that was probably the the most graphic for me because at first i thought the guy the guy was like stabbed because I saw the blood on his shirt. That's what I. That's what I thought. In that scene, I was like, "How did he not notice getting stabbed?" Yeah, like they just stabbed him. And, and then you've got all this blood on you, and you're just like, "I, I don't feel any pain. I'm not hurting anywhere." That's probably what was freaked him out more than anything, too. Is just being covered in blood and being like, "What?" That probably started the panic. And then when it was like that horse that he had fallen in love with, jeez, that must have been rough. That was. That was. That was the that was the, that was the glorious. That was the movie director. Who? That was the movie director. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was him. Mm-hmm. Should have just put him in that movie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was not worth it. That grunge was not worth. It's <laughs> not worth it. It's the only time in the family where it's the only time in the movie where the family is truly justified in what they're doing. Because, and I don't even know really if that's justified at all, but it's the only thing where they're actually, like, doing the right thing. Because, I mean, like, they had no reason to not give him the movie. They even said he was perfect. Yeah. But they were just like, uh, yeah, we don't know. But ask that guy. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm not saying he deserved it, but you don't put yourself in a great position to have it not happen to you. Right. Even do you know who you're dealing with? <laughs> I didn't say that multiple times. Yeah, do you know who you're dealing with? <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't I don't have a great amount of empathy for the guy. Yeah. But I do have a little bit for the horse. Yeah. A lot of it for the horse. A lot for the horse. The horse didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> you could have used a different kind of trophy of any other kind but the horse's head. That was, um, that was messed up. Yeah, that was pretty messed up. <laughs> Um, but all right, yeah. let's, uh, let's get into rating the movie. Uh, you can go first as you pick the movie. So what would you give the movie out of a 10? I would definitely give the movie a 10. The first 10 in finding new films. I would definitely give the movie That's a 10. incredible. I am going to give this movie a 9.6. Um, it is very high up there for me. Still less than Apocalypse Now, and I that moves and that moves it up to number one uh, all time for finding new films. Tens will get you and get you far on the <laughs> list. I'll tell you what. I I knew it would be a long time for Apocalypse Now. This is thirteen episodes. It stood at top at the top so um i mean you did you didn't come in swinging with this one i don't think you could have picked a better movie to try to get to the top of the of the list um but yeah deservedly so i would think i would i think anybody who watches this would be uh please yeah yeah please absolutely absolutely go watch the godfather i'm pleased with the rating i'm pleased with the movie for sure um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Maybe we can do two for the podcast sometime. Yeah. Because I don't know if I'm going to watch another three-hour movie 
so quickly. I'm not going to be rushing them. No, 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 no. That's definitely a little further down the line. Yeah. But yeah, to keep it fresh, probably within the next month or so, maybe do Godfather 2 and come in and chat about that. Maybe do it for my birthday. That'd Cause be great. Because this will come out. I thought this was going to come out on your birthday, but I had the date wrong. It's going to come out on the 19th. But happy birthday. Well, thank you. Happy Mother's Day. Well, thank you. Uh, her birthday is on Wednesday on the 17th. So uh, go wish her happy birthday on Instagram or something. Um, yeah, I already, I was going to, I said I was going to give her a present on camera, but um, I didn't, you know. Sometimes when you give her presents, she cries, and I didn't want to make you cry on camera. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't know how that would go over, so I didn't want to. So I got flowers from Kaylee, all the way from California. Sister. And um, Hunter went to Lush and bought me bath bombs, which he knows I love my baths, so. She loves taking baths. So. Yeah, perfect um, gift. I think I think two of those are beauty bars and two of them are bath bombs. If you look on that little, yeah, there was there were all that in there. Yeah, you. okay. I think two of them are beauty bars. Nice. We all need a little beauty in our life. I'm thinking. I was looking at a bunch of the packages in there. I think some of them have beauty bars, and I I think I asked for one that had all bath bombs. So we'll have to take a look at that yeah. and get upstairs. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um. Yeah, this has been Finding New Films. It's episode 20. And um, special announcement coming in next week's episode. So look out for that. Um, I would tell you now, but I don't want to. So watch the next week's episode. Uh, I will be joined by a mystery guest. Let's do that because it would kind of ruin the surprise of the of the announcement so yeah just watch next week's episode and you just won't have to sit in mystery but anyways um we've been finding well i'm curious <laughs> i'll tell you yeah no. uh, this is you finding new films we found the godfather finally um and then next week we'll be finding lost in translation uh by sofia coppola francis ford coppola's daughter right how about that? I actually picked that movie before you picked this movie. That's funny. Yeah. So, great minds think alike. Meant to be. Yeah. Um, I'll compare their directing styles. Actually, I've already filmed that episode, so I cannot do that. The directing styles are pretty similar. Um, I'll do that some other time. <laughs> uh, it, it's really fun. It was really fun to watch the two of them. I now need to think about that heavier because I haven't. I. I literally finished the godfather like an hour before we started filming this so i would need more time to kind of like sit with the thought but um especially with lost in translation being so slow as it is if there's definitely a lot of similarities the two movies or the two filmmaking styles at the very least but i'm i'm signing off so let me not do this so uh, so next week we're finding lost in translation and then the week after that uh, Zach with a K will be back and we will be doing the Scottish drama Morvern Kalar. Yeah. Uh, directed by Lynn Ramsey. So we're going to have two female directors in a row. Nice. Um, when they roll the roll. 
when it ruled the world, I couldn't even get it out. Unfortunately, men rule cinema, but wow, we're trying to combat that. So, anyways, um, sorry to leave with those depressing remarks. <laughs> have, have a good rest of your day. Uh, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms, um, and all the motherly figures. Um, so. Yeah, that's it. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great day.